Welcome to an episode of the award-winning podcast Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. The theme of the podcast is New York with a focus on behind-the-scenes conversations with fascinating people who are making an impact in the world of art, design and architecture. Bella Neumann and JB Jones are the co-founders of NYC Jewelry Week, an annual event dedicated to promoting and celebrating the world of jewelry from the window shopper to the avid collector. NYC Jewelry Week is about creating an intimate, emotional connection with jewelry, giving consumers a way to get to know the artist, learn the history, and explore all the stories that bring these unique pieces to life. This year's event will take place November 15 to 21st under the theme The Power of Jewelry. The power to seduce, inspire and communicate. Not only as an object and an adornment for the body, but how objects make you feel like an adornment for the soul. On this episode, Bella and JB talk about this year's program with around 80 events over multiple platforms. Among them, exciting collaborations with the Museum of Arts and Design, Bergdorf Goodman, the Art Salon and Design, First Dibs and 92Y, just to mention a few. They also give us some exciting news. The launch of a groundbreaking new virtual booth concept that will connect jewelry artists and consumers around the world. And a new app that maps New York's jewelry retailers, hand-selected by the two founders. Thank you so much for taking the time, Bella Neumann and JB Jones, to talk about Jewelry Week 2021. And I would love to talk about this year's program, of course, but I'm also interested in, in knowing more, and I think our listeners are interested in who you are and your background and uh, how your collaboration is, is working. For your listeners to recognize who they are, I will say first hello to Bella. Hi. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. You're doing well. And JB Jones, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you very much for, for taking the time. So JB, what does that sound for? Uh, Jessica Barrett. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Why JB then? It's a really long story, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's have I, it. <laughs> it. Okay. I, uh, I launched a gallery in Los Angeles uh, many years ago now, probably like 10 years ago at this point. It was a street art gallery and women weren't really players in that game at that time. So I started going by JB and people before they met me thought, you know, before they met me in person thought... I was a guy, so I just had a little bit more street cred. (laughs) I love that. I love that. But now you have all the cred in the world. (laughs) Well, maybe. Thank you. (laughs) I have seen the program. I think it's very powerful. No pun intended, because the theme is the power of jewelry, of course. Um, Tell us a little bit about the program. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. We're really pleased to be here. Um, We are longtime friends, not just the two of us, but also we've known you for a long time. So it's really nice to be on the podcast. So thank you so much. I personally, you know, Jewelry Week is a celebration. It's a citywide celebration of all things beautiful, bejeweled, Uh, you know, artistically made and inspired jewelry. And it's really hard to pick a favorite. I think, you know, in a way, they're sort of all of our babies. We spent (laughs) all year. (laughs) We spent all year thinking about it. And, you know, this year is especially because we're doing a hybrid model. So Mm -hmm. 
um, the events will take place in person, but also virtually. You know, people can therefore access them from the comfort of their home if they're not comfortable going out into the world. But we have a lot of really incredible collaborators um, like Bergdorf Goodman, Museum of Arts and Design, who's our official museum partner this year. So I guess if I had to pick the things that are top of mind, I would say that we have two days of programming at the Museum of Arts and Design on Tuesday and Thursday, so November 16th and November 18th, um, where we will bring the most exciting things in both fine jewelry, but also in contemporary jewelry. This is open for everybody? Absolutely. You have to sign up. Everyone should go to our website. It's www.nycjewelryweek.com. Mm -hmm. They should also follow us on Instagram at NYC Jewelry Week. These are the two ways that you're going to find out about everything that is happening during the week. Um, you have to sign up and RSVP for all the events. But I would say that, what, 99% of the events are free and open to the public. You know, you just have to sign up and show up. The two days at the museum, for example, there are going to be talks. Um, and the topics are so, you know, they range from, uh, you know, Chipulo, who invented, you know, that famous Cartier love bracelet mm -hmm. to a conversation on, you know, jewelry and Renaissance portraiture to a really exciting event that we are doing with um, Kyrie and uh, Zarina Akers called The New Establishment about, you know, jewelers working today, which is super exciting for us. Um, and then Thursday, we have some really interesting people coming. Carolyn Broadhead, for example, who's a major figure in contemporary studio jewelry. So it's very diverse in mm. the scope that we're covering. I see. Um, I, I like uh, what you said here. You had the hybrid model, the IRL and the URL. And I thought to myself, IRL? Never heard of that. And it stands for in real life. Uh, did you invent that or is just me just been on an island <laughs> for three years? I don't know. <laughs> You know, and I also love when you say the power of jewelry to seduce, inspire, and communicate. I think that is really interesting when you think about jewelry not only as an object, but what it can do, what it can create. Yeah, and how it makes you feel. You know, when you put on a great piece of jewelry, um, you know, it sort of lifts your spirit. And I think for us, that's why jewelry is so important, because it's not just you know, adornment, like body adornment, but it also, it's adornment for your soul. And so I think that's what we love about it. Yeah. And one of the reasons we started Jewelry Week as well, and back when we met you, when we were at the gallery, um, it was really about how do we create this intimate connection with jewelry? We really wanted to be able to give consumers a way to have these emotional connections and get to know the artists and get to know the stories behind it and learn the history of jewelry, learn the history of the pieces. And so it's really at the heart of Jewelry Week what these stories are that live around the jewelry. You have core program, art program, and community program. How do one navigate uh, around all these and, and find the most interesting things that they want to experience? The delineations are really about how we invite people to participate in Jewelry Week, that we have different entry points, right, to ensure that we can have the community involved, that we can have artists involved, and then that we can also have 
big brands Mm -hmm. involved, right? And also stories that we want to put forth um, as Jewelry Week, stories that we see rising to the top of interest for the industry, right? Like, uh, for instance, sustainability, diversity, tech and jewelry. What are these like exciting stories that we want to put forth every year? So that's how we kind of delineate how we create the programs. And when um, people approach the week to attend it, they won't necessarily know the difference between these different categories of programming, <laughs> but they will know that it's a full range, right, of the community, of the artists, of the brands and businesses that are keeping, you know, the industry alive in the city. Yeah, that's a wonderful way of putting it. It's not sort of structurally oriented, it's more experience oriented. You have mentioned in your press release the event that you have together with Salon Art and Design with Wallace Chan. Um, So he is probably one of the most important uh, jewelers working in Asia. His story is quite interesting. He became interested in jewelry as a young man. And he has really dedicated his uh, career to something called the Wallace uh, Cut. And he has created a series of butterfly jewels that he is known for. Um, They are the most incredibly beautiful bejeweled creations, very lifelike, um, but also they're quite spiritual. And so there is a publication that has just come out and we were going to be presenting a talk with all of the authors who were involved with that book, really journalists and curators who are leaders in the field. So we will present that talk virtually, but then we will have uh, several of the butterflies on view at the Salon of Art and Design at the Park Avenue Armory. And uh, people will be able to come and see this presentation that's going to be hosted by Dr. Emily Store, curator of jewelry for the MFA Boston, as well as Ming Lu, who is a watch and jewelry uh, specialist and a journalist. And it's really exciting to be able to see jewelry of this caliber in person, because these pieces are all very unique, very special. You will find in the most, you know, in some of the best private, and also museum collections. So it's a real treat. That's wonderful. So we were talking about the program, and you mentioned the event at the Museum of Art and Design, and we talked about the uh, event that you have with Salon Art and Design. This is really a collaboration. It's not like you're producing everything yourself. It's more like it's a, an umbrella, and then you coordinate various uh, actors here. You also mentioned in your press release event at the Bergdorf Goodman. So, so what is that we're really excited we've been working with Bergdorf now for every year of jewelry week so four years now Mm -hmm. Uh, Bergdorf Goodman for us as individuals was really at the top of our list we think you know it's the legacy in New York and that's what jewelry week is about it's about what is what is the heart of jewelry right what is the legacy of these stories so uh, we very much wanted to work with Bergdorf Goodman Mm -hmm walked into their store one day, got lucky, got a yes. And now we've been working with them for four years. So every year we do a party with them. It's our big annual New York City Week, uh, New York City Jewelry Week um, celebration. Yeah, uh, We do it in their jewelry salon on the main floor. It's open to the public. It's free. We always have exceptional designers um, showing their work. Uh, this year, Deirdre Featherstone will be releasing a new high jewelry collection. 
and she'll be in person uh, to talk about it. We'll be there. It's a great moment to just celebrate the community and everything that we've done uh, with Jewelry Week as that community. You're also moving into watches. I like that. I love watches. Well, yeah, it's so this is our first foray into watches. Yeah, we're really excited. We are considering watches a very functional form of jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're doing a, a panel discussion with eBay, who is a leader in the watch industry. We'll be discussing how are people buying watches now? Why are they buying it? What is that secondhand uh, market look like? Why is it really booming lately? We have a great panel of speakers on it. And yeah, I think they'll probably mention some men's watches. I'm not really sure. I'm excited to hear. Sounds really good. So, uh, how do you look at this? If if you are, if some of the listeners are thinking, well, maybe I should attend some of these events, but you know, jewelry is very expensive, and it's really not uh, not for me. How do you respond to that? Our tagline is jewelry for all, and really, that's what Jewelry Week is about: creating these accessible moments into jewelry. And there really are so many different price points. The thing that's amazing about jewelry, I think, unlike, you know, lots of industries is that everyone buys jewelry at some point, right? We have these big moments in our lives, like when we get engaged or jewelry that's passed down to us from our grandmothers or, a, you know, a friendship bracelet that you give someone when you're in junior high. We consider all of this a very important part of the jewelry story, whether it's like a woven bracelet out of thread or it's a diamond ring that you're buying uh, to your, for your partner. Um, so Jewelry Week is really about having this full scope of jewelry. So we have access points of all different kinds. Um, and we love to have these moments where people can really celebrate the importance of the design, mm -hmm. design in our world, right? The culture of jewelry, especially within New York, um, and how it lives in our lives, even if it's just you going to participate in it. We think creating these relationships between the jewelers and the brands and the consumers is really important as we navigate through our lives and think, oh, you know, someday I might be engaged. Certainly jewelry can be an investment. So that relationship is really important, but we want people to understand, you know, there's so much so much that goes into it. These independent jewelers working all over New York, all over the world who are part of Jewelry Week telling their stories um, and really creating a moment for us to get connected to this as an art form. I just wanted to add to that also, um, to your point, if someone says, well, what if jewelry is not for me? I think that's exactly what we're setting out to change. You know, we want people to discover something that they may not, they, maybe they thought this wasn't for me, but having access to some of the participants of Jewelry Week, um, they might actually recognize, oh, wow, I didn't really know this existed or wow, I didn't know that this was made in such a way. And this is really cool and interesting. So that's why we create a lot of educational moments throughout the week you know it's not just about um you know buy this piece right now it's about come and hear leaders in this industry speak about this piece and why this is important so that's really um how we approach it as well How can people get involved in Jewelry Week? I'm thinking like volunteering or uh, uh, fundraising. Oh, we love all of those things, volunteering and fundraising. Um, so really the best way is just to be in touch with us, is to reach out, you know, on our Instagram, 
Um, and just to let us know that they're interested for our website or our website. Yes. Mm -hmm. Contact us also sign up for our mailing list. You know, we're not, this isn't a large corporation. So when you're reaching out to us, you're really going to get, you know, either JB or myself and probably JB because yeah. she, she runs our social media, you know, so we really love meeting people and hearing from them. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and we need, we need volunteers. Yeah. So, so email us. Yeah. <laughs> so do you know how many events there are in total? Have you counted them? Um, yeah. So I would say this year we'll have about 80 events in total. Um, it's probably, you know, again, between the in-person and the hybrid. Um, and then, you know, some events have events attached to them. You know, there's an exhibition, there is an opening. So it's really hard to, you know, say an exact number. But I would say probably this year around 80 um, yeah, about 80 events. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I, there was one initiative here that I found very interesting. It's called Here We Are. Uh, we launched Here We Are in 2019 uh, in response to us really wanting to see that the jewelry industry reflect the world around us, right? We live in New York. It's a very diverse city, diverse in people, but also diverse in what uh, jewelers are making. Uh, so we set forth to create space uh, to give visibility to jewelers that we weren't seeing represented um, in the shops around New York or on the social media platforms that we were following or just in the the jewelry industry in and of itself. Um, so here we are as a space to support jewelers of all races, of all ages, of all genders, of all sexual preferences. We create space to give voice to these jewelers and their stories through our Instagram and through our programming. Uh, we also run a series of business development classes uh, to help jewelers uh, navigate through their career at whatever level they are. We have um, emerging talent who are very young, just out of school. And then we have brands and businesses that have been around for 10 or so years. Um, and we really try to help network for them, create opportunities for them, tell their story in ways that are interesting and exciting. Um, and it's open to jewelers to apply. Once a year, we do an application process right before Jewelry Week. And this year, we have 60 jewelers from all across the United States. Um, a really exciting and exceptional group of jewelers. And we're actually announcing them now on our Instagram. We just released the full list of who's participating. So it's a really exciting time for that group. And on November 15th, we launched a virtual shop with First Dibs. And they feature a lot of the jewelers who are in that uh, group. And we also give an award, uh, three awards actually during mm -hmm. Jewelry Week to three standout jewelers uh, within that group. So but you'll have to come to Jewelry Week to find out. Is it is it all virtual or is it um, this award ceremony and stuff like that? Where is that taking place? The award ceremony is this year a series of interviews with the jewelers. Um, really, we felt the need that instead of a traditional award ceremony that we really just want to spend some time getting to know these jewelers and allowing our audience mm. to do so as well. So those interviews will happen on Instagram uh, throughout Jewelry Week. The market is virtual this year, but we have a great partner with First Dibs um, doing this virtual market. It gives the jewelers involved a global audience, which is something that's so exciting uh, and it's just been growing and growing. So Yeah, you have some great sponsors, First Dibs, De Beers, David Uriman, eBay, Holstead, to mention a few. And then you also have museum partners and Museum of Art and Design and Educational Partners. Uh, 
Commons Jewelry as well as 92Y. What is 92Y? It's the 92nd Street Y. It's one of the oldest institutions in the city. It serves the community both with classes but also with performances. They also have a, a gym. It's really, it's really a wonderful community center um, on the Upper East Side. And they have one of the oldest jewelry programs in the country. They have a, a jewelry center there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, how do you evaluate this? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I mean, there's so many, diff like you said, we have so many different outlets and parts of Jewelry Week. I think we evaluate it on the spectrum of how all of these things are coming together. You know, certainly we find success in being able to have a great offering of programming to make sure that those people offering the programming are happy and excited about being a part of Jewelry Week, um, that we get people to show up, that we get people to shop the week, that we reach a large Instagram following, right, to get people excited and responsive to what we're sharing. So, yeah, there's so many different aspects of it, and which is great, but also something that is we're, we're always chasing, right? Like, what is that mark of success? I think for us, we just want to be a sustainable business in mm -hmm. the jewelry industry. And as we go into year four, uh, we're very excited about what's happening now with this hybrid program. It's a first for us. And next year's our five-year anniversary. So next year's a, a really big year and we're already, we already have our sights set on it and and how we can make a, a big impact. Would you say that the pandemic has been a positive factor in your uh, life because it has forced you to do the hybrid model? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, even in our first year, people were asking us if we were recording or streaming any of our programs because there were so many, you know, and it's a it's a big lift you know, to be very honest with you. So definitely last year we were, you know, forced to sort of do everything uh, virtually. But I have to say, and I think JB will agree with me, it really allowed us to reach a much broader audience, which is incredible. And also it allowed us to continue do, to do programming throughout the year, which allowed us to continue growing our audience as well, you know. And then we were also able to collaborate, for example, with the Department of Education here in New York and do programming for high school students because everything was virtual, you know. So it really did help us broaden our reach and reach certain goals that we weren't able to reach before when we were just, you know, in person. We have a lot of virtual programs coming from other parts of the world. We have a great program coming from Mexico, which we've never had any participants coming from Mexico before. So it's a really exciting moment for us to have this sort of interest from all of these jewelers from around the world and that they can participate now is really kind of exciting. We saw our readership grow 20% internationally, which was huge for us. So wow. it's exciting to think, you know, what's going to come from this year, having it be both in person. Yeah. And well, I'm very happy to hear that. I was uh, surprised when I did some research here uh, about the two of you that, uh, I mean, you started Jewelry Week, uh, it's now its fourth year. You know, compared to fashion or Fashion Week, it seems like it's the, uh, the stepchild here. So can you explain to me why New York has been a little bit behind? One of the things that I find really interesting about the crossover of fashion and jewelry is that a lot of 
speaking of New York Fashion Week, for instance, a lot of these designers, you know, make their own jewelry, right? They have their own vision of what they want to see. They go ahead and make it on their own. But in the last few years, we've seen a lot of runways actually collaborating with independent jewelers, which has been really an exciting crossover. Um, a lot of the jewelers in Jewelry Week, we know, have been doing a lot of collaborations with some big fashion houses in New York. I think New York actually might be at the forefront of this sort of crossover between jewelry and fashion versus the rest of the world. But, you know, it, what's what's an interesting part of jewelry is that there's the jewelry industry and then there's people wearing jewelry, right? Like the way people approach wearing jewelry is very much from whether it's a sentimental um, approach um, or a fashion approach. So there's it's such a, a broad category of how people approach jewelry. I mean, you know, it's uh, interesting to think how separate they are and something that we never really considered. I actually come from the fashion industry. Bella comes from the design world. So when we came together, um, and I think one of the reasons for our success is that we weren't within the industry. You know, we want to see a breakout. We want to see jewelry on the runway. We want to see these collaborations happening. We want people to approach jewelry as they do fashion brands and really know household names, right? Like Tom Ford, right? Everyone pretty much knows who he is. Um, but a lot of the jewelers aren't known by name. So we're really hoping that we can, you know, when we have a legacy like New York Fashion Week in many years, uh, we hope that there will be a different cultural climate around the jewelry industry. Yeah, I also just want to add that, like as a kid growing up in New York, I always wanted to attend Fashion Week, but it was something that was completely inaccessible. And for JB and I, it was really important to make sure that Jewelry Week was accessible to all, you know, you don't have to be a stylist or an editor or in the know to come to Jewelry Week. So I think that is something that also separates us because we want it to be really accessible to everyone and we want it to really inspire young kids um, growing up in the city as well. There are jewelry weeks in other parts of the world. Are, are you uh, related or are you cousins? Well, we're totally separate. Um, we have collaborated with some of them in the past. Um, we love, you know, having other Jewelry Weeks come and share our platform, and they've been just as gracious with us and given us opportunities on their platforms. But we are very separate because we are the only Jewelry Week in the U.S., first and foremost, but also because um, our week includes all different types of jewelry, whereas the other Jewelry Weeks um, in Europe, for example, they only focus on contemporary studio jewelry. And for us, you know, we want to make sure that fine jewelry sits besides, you know, studio jewelry and there's vintage jewelry and there's fashion jewelry um, that so everyone, all different types of jewelry is welcome. Yeah. Melting pot, just like New York. <laughs> now, the two of you. So how did you meet? So we worked together in a gallery and we curated um, an exhibition together. Actually, it was the first exhibition in that space and as JB mentioned she comes from the street art world and I come from the design world and um, I have a personal interest in uh, in street art but I don't have the breadth of knowledge that JB does and so we collaborated we brought sort of our contacts together 
Um, and that was our first project. And it was a really successful exhibition and we loved it so much. And we saw the potential of not only bringing those worlds together, but also the potential of us working together. And we had such a great time um, and our visions aligned. And so from that point on, we really knew that we wanted to continue working together, but also do something that was, you know, our own, um, that was, you know, kind of different and unique. And then one day Bella came back from traveling to Munich Jewelry Week and was like, I have this idea. <laughs> Let's do a Jewelry Week. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and, and, but yes. So yeah, now we're here. Yeah. Four years, four years into Jewelry Week, but yeah, six years working together. You said um, that your first collaboration was centered around the concept of both street art and jewelry, the two most public art forms, which I never really thought about, but that is actually very true. Uh, what is the chemistry here? Why is it working so well? Well, we, we were talking about this before the interview, and we really are like a yin and yang uh, couple, like <laughs> in the sense of this business. Um, but yeah, we, we have different approaches to jewelry. You know, we are interested in different things within the jewelry industry. We are constantly thinking about, you know, what is the world like that we live? Right. And how do we come together on that? And, uh, we oftentimes will not agree, uh, but we do consider each other's uh, viewpoints. And yeah. so it's, it's really a wonder. I feel really like so lucky to have a partner like this, that we can, you know, be honest with each other, have these great ideas uh, that come from, you know, totally different places and create a jewelry week that can really appeal to such a broad market. And that's what we really try to do. Uh, luckily we both have this like very different, like thing we get excited about and jewelry week every year. And, and we're both like very addicted to jewelry and, always seeking new things so that's helpful as well yeah i don't see much jewelry on you though <laughs> this is well let me tell you jewelry week's in two weeks so all we do is wake up and hit that computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we yeah. you know we care deeply i think that's also the other thing is we care really deeply about all of the people who are involved in this week and we feel a huge responsibility to them um, to make sure into this community and just to make sure that, you know, we present them and their visions in the best possible light. Um, and it's this is a huge passion project for both of us, you know, and so uh, we work very hard. You know, we hope that people do come and participate and, you know, really enjoy it because that's that's what it's about. You know, when you look back on on the, these four years, how has uh, Jewelry Week evolved? I have something big to tell you for this year, but uh, we'll start with the past. Breaking yeah, I news. Think, breaking <laughs> news. I hear it here first. Um, the first year when we started Jewelry Week, Bella and I were like, let's start a Jewelry Week. We'll do like 25 events. I think we had 125. Wow. Is what we ended up with the first year. In 2019, we started Here We Are which was a very big moment for us to kind of expand the conversation in a big way. In 2020, we went virtual 
like we talked about was a great milestone that opened up so many doors. And in 2021, we're excited to offer a couple new platforms um, for visibility. Uh, the number one reason people come to Jewelry Week when we pull them is to discover something new. So we have a new launch on our website called Virtual Booths, which is a way for independent jewelers, businesses that support jewelry. We're going to get you a booth on there so people can discover what you're doing. Um, it's just a nice place to discover new jewelry. And we have a great selection of jewelers from all over the world who reached out to participate in that. So we're really excited for that launch. But we also, for two years now, have been working to release an app uh, with a company called Gesso. And this app will launch on November 15th. And it's a jewelry retail map of New York City. Oh. Uh, yeah. Featuring our favorite jewelers. Uh, that's where we're starting with uh, jewelers that we've worked with, jewelers that are telling very unique stories, jewelry that kind of represents the breadth of jewelry in New York. And that will be up all the time. Uh, people will be, you know, if you're in Soho and you're like, I need to buy a sapphire necklace right now, it's going to tell you where to go. That's to excellent. Yeah. So we're Love really that. excited. This is like, I think a great thing to get New York uh, to get tourists to discover new jewelry and to really support the retailers who've had a really rough two years. Yeah, because I think that one of the obstacles maybe, you know, that, that, that you think that jewelry is, is uh, you know, expensive. It's also where do I find jewelry? Yes. Uh, we're really excited for the group. It's it's a small group, so it's easy to discover them with this launch, but we'll be adding to it uh, as we grow. And it's the app is really incredible. Like I said, we're partnering with this company, Gesso, and they're an audio-focused app, so you'll be able to hear stories about uh, the city and jewelry that's happening in it. So we're really excited. So going back to the virtual booth then, you access that through your website, and then you mm -hmm. get like a gallery, and you can pick where you want to go in, and then... That's it, yeah. You, get, you can reach the jewelers directly at that point. It's a gallery of images. Each jeweler has shared a little mini gallery within that gallery, um, and you'll be able to explore their work and connect directly with those jewelers. And that also launches on November 15th. And can you buy from there? Well, you can't buy from our site, but you can click through to theirs and you'll be able to buy. We all we do have a, a returning feature on our website called Shop the Week, which features specific items from Jewelry Week with a direct link to where to purchase those. And that's kind of our way of encouraging people to really get to know the jewelry pieces yeah. themselves. Can you do this uh, together with first dips, like a jewelry variation of first dips? Or is this virtual booth something different? Yeah, it's different. Um, the first dip space is really a marketplace uh, to purchase jewelry. We'll be featuring up to seven pieces of jewelry from all designers included. I believe there's 50 or so designers in that. Um, and then the virtual booth is open to anyone. The first dibs market is just the here we are jewelers that are involved in, in that platform. But the virtual booths are open to jewelers or businesses or institutions, educational centers. We have a few museums in there um, who are from wherever. It's just a way to discover you know, new uh, jewelry or just discover businesses, places to visit jewelry, um, just kind of a nice moment to connect. We've never really had this space for independent jewelers to be a part of Jewelry Week unless they were 
attached to a gallery or an exhibition. So that's what is so exciting about this booth for us is that if you're a, a jeweler, you know, working in a small town in Germany, let's say, yeah. you want to be a part of Jewelry Week, you can now. And that's really exciting. What kind of jewelry do you wear and what kind of jewelry do you like? I, I have an affinity for jewelry with a sense of humor. I, I love jewelry and jewelers who don't take it too seriously, who are seriously committed to their career, right? But that approach jewelry from a standpoint of, you know, it doesn't have to be super serious, right? It can be humorous. It can be colorful. It can, it can be full of whimsy. Yeah. Um, personally, I love that type of jewelry and I'm always excited about that. Being in Jewelry Week, yeah, this is really... <laughs> It's a really hard question. We're constantly like trying to find what's next, right? Sometimes it's just, you know, the way a jeweler has cut a stone, right? Like I'm not a huge fan of fine jewelry personally. I don't wear a lot of it, but once in a while there'll be someone um, who will present a diamond and I'll be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And I think that's what's what I love about having this job is that we can always see this new type of jewelry, um, you know, share it with other people as well to kind of change what they think they're into, right? What about you, Bella? Uh, yeah, I like to support jewelers of my generation and those who are working with alternative materials. So oftentimes I'll wear something that people are, you know, like they feel like they need to take a closer look at what it is to understand it. Um, because it might be made of, you know, paper or plastic or, you know, butterflies or, you know, something that you don't normally associate with jewelry. Yeah, always celebrating, certainly always celebrating the hand of the maker um, and their vision, you know, so. That's very beautifully put, actually. Celebrate the hand of the maker. I like that. We have um Just speaking of this, because it's kind of relevant to something else we have, we have a new blog now on our website called Future Heirloom, which tells stories of jewelers or stories of people collecting or stories of how people wear jewelry. Um, we just released a new series called Material Matters, which really speaks to what, what Bella's talking about, like contemporary jewelers are the focus and the materials that they're using. And Bella doesn't know this yet, but we will be doing a feature on Bella's collection <laughs> after Jewelry Week. So you'll have to come check it out because it is, it's really, uh, Bella's collection is particularly interesting because of her approach to collecting. Um, but yeah, check it out. Stay tuned for Bella's. Wow. <laughs> another breaking news here. I'm, I'm impressed. And another, and another milestone for Jewelry Week. I mean, um, you know, this block has been the make for so many years and um, JB's been so passionate about it. And we have an incredible editor, Jackie Andrews, who, um, you know, has just done an incredible job bringing, you know, this vision to life. So we're really proud of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. So your, your website, can you order food from your website too? I mean, you seem to have everything there. It's coming soon, jewelry-flavored yes. food. Yes. <laughs> and I will tell you, there have, been, there have been several occasions where JB and I thought, you know, this one woman or this one designer 
she does work with food. Can we get her to do something for us that's jewelry inspired? We're always, we're always trying to push those boundaries. That's wonderful. You are trying to, to build and support a community for contemporary jewelry. It's not only contemporary, though, I've learned today, where you integrate artists, curators, media, collectors, museums, sponsors, and scholars. That's really, that is really a, a wonderful thing to do, right? You know, especially in a city like New York, we have such incredible museums and institutions. And so we want people to feel like, you know, whether they're walking into a retailer like Burke of Goodman or they're walking into a museum like the Museum of Arts and Design or, you know, an auction house or a gallery, there is incredible jewelry to be seen and there are incredible designers to uh, discover. Yeah. That's, that's a wonderful thing. Um, what is in the future here? I mean, you have so many breaking news coming in on November 15, but I'm sure you have some uh, other stuff up your sleeve. Maybe you can't talk about them right now, but um, what inspires you for the future? I think there's so, I mean, there's so many exciting things happening in jewelry now, right? Because I'm not just because of the pandemic, but I think you know, it while a terrible thing has really shifted how jewelers approach jewelry, and that's something that's really interesting uh, for us. And this idea of jewelers selling directly to consumers now, kind of changing the marketplace, uh, is an exciting conversation. People's interest in sustainable and ethical approaches to jewelry making is is an exciting conversation for us as well. Um, and jewelry and tech, you know, NFTs are now jewelry. And what does that mean for this industry? And what does that look like uh, coming forward? So there's a lot of things like we're excited to talk about this year. You know, like Bella said, we've been trying to get this blog off the ground. We've been trying to get this app off the ground. This is really kind of a landmark year for us to put these things forward. And honestly, now we're just going to try to keep it going and get to year five. Uh, we kind of have been able to put all these wonderful things in place. We have the great program where we support high school students. That's going to be growing in next year. We're really excited about that. Um, so yeah, so many big things coming that we're just kind of, you know, excited to tell people the story and grow who comes to Jewelry Week. I think that's next. Like. Tell everyone, world domination. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm very proud of you, super entrepreneurs here. There'll be jewelry month next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> we can't handle that. <laughs> but you seem very calm, though. I mean, the storm is just 10, 10 days uh, away. It's a facade. Yeah. It's a facade. <laughs> I have to say thank you, thank you so much for, for, for doing this and uh, I can feel your enthusiasm. Thank you. I really love it. I wish you the best for the opening. Break a leg. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for doing this and helping us spread the word. Yeah, this has been really wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode and have family and friends who love New York and are passionate about the world of art, design and architecture in the city, please spread the word by following us on artinsidersnewyork.com or liking us on our Facebook page, Art Insiders New York, where we publish newsworthy material all the time. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. This episode was produced by UOMLLC, copyright 2021.